Welcome to Wind's Women of Wisdom, everyone. And today I am blessed enough to have the two powerful women behind Proof PR. To the left of me is Jenny, and to the right of her is her business partner, and they run a small PR firm, firm which I'm going to use as of uh, September 2016 myself, and this PR firm has been amazing out of Denver, Colorado, where apparently it's not snowing. Apparently up here it's snowing, but that's beside the point. So I'm going to let these two take it away. And my first question to you guys is, why? Why did you go in to PON? Why did you start a um, PR firm? I'm going to let Sarah start sure. this one because she started Proof before I joined her. Ah. Um, and then we've now grown it together, but I'll let her. Yeah, so Jenny and I actually met at our very first job out of college, which is at another small PR firm in Chicago. And um, I'll speak for myself, but I got into the field um, because I was very interested in the literary, theater, sort of arts world, but I was not particularly artistic myself. <laughs> so it was a great way to help other people see the things that I thought were important, like dance, music, and um, things books. like that. Yeah, books, books, everything. Exactly. As in, I come a win. Wait, yes. <laughs> no belt. Let me just grab a copy of it. I come a win. Could this is my beautiful cover? And I'm sorry for my listeners who are listening to the audio version. They can't see this beautiful cover. But um, this is something I self-published on Amazon. And I'm, as I said, I'm using these guys to help me in September of 2016. But my next question is, how, how does your PR firm, firm work? Well, we work actually with a lot of smaller businesses or people who have just produced and published their own book um, or have their own products. A lot of people that haven't necessarily used a lot of PR before because we use a model and a structure that I think really speaks to that sort of an audience of businesses to work with us. We take a really hands-on approach and we really personalize to whatever our client needs to make sure that we can help them grow their brand awareness. Um, it's a lot of it's people that haven't necessarily been able to do that much PR before, um, and it's a lot of people that need help both locally wherever they live and nationally. So we have clients. So we're based in Denver, but we have clients in Chicago. We have one in New York. San we have Francisco. San Francisco, almost in Aspen. <laughs> almost, almost in Aspen. As of um, September, you will have one in Aspen, yeah. and so. Almost in Aspen, Jenny. I'm getting you're getting on my case about this. <laughs> so, but um, that's so funny because you are on a small client basis of smaller. Because the last publicist I had, who I actually got rid of before I met you two, 
and then we decided to push my launch date back with you um, you guys. She would pitch me and pitch me and pitch me and pitch me. Do you know that I only got, I think, three articles out of her and she didn't want to communicate with me and she didn't want to communicate with my VA at the time who actually knows you, Jenny. And so, um, so I'm very grateful that you guys decided to take me on as a client. But for those who may not want a PR person, what would you recommend? I mean, I've been listening to podcasts myself and I've been listening to PR podcasts and they're just confusing to all of us who don't know what we're doing. So that's why I'm sticking with you guys. <laughs> well, I think something that sets us apart is um, our clients don't have to pay a minimum retainer, which I, I think a lot of times PR firms charge a minimum and clients are billed a lot each month, no matter what they're able to secure or get for those clients. So in a lot of ways, this makes it easier on the clients because if you have not a lot going on one month, then you're not, you're not you know, being billed a lot. But I also think for people who don't know what PR is or how it should work, um, it is our job to know what the media wants to write about and then taking what our clients are doing and fitting it into those agendas. And so, you know, it's always the hope that you're pitching people on stories that you know they might be interested in or you know that you can convince them to fit it into their editorial agenda. And a lot of times that does take pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. But if you're able to have secured good relationships with the right media people for your client, it's more like a conversation among friends saying, hey, I've got this great fit for you. Why don't I give you the information and you can write about it? And I was listening to a podcast this morning um, based out of London, and she was saying she works for The Guardian and does PR, um, solo, solo PR on the side. And she was saying, why the title of the podcast was why journalists don't care about your business and what i've quickly discovered is through this podcast and through my work with pr um people seem to like people seem to understand the no like and trust factor better than they like pitching uh when a journalist comes to you or me coming to you and say, do you want to write about my business? Do you agree with that philosophy that I just said? I think that for a journalist relationship with a PR person, it's really important to take the time to establish a relationship with that person so that, as Sarah said, you can approach them more as a friend. But also if it's somebody that you haven't worked with that like let's say that we haven't worked with that closely, it's really important to make sure they know that we know what they're writing about and that we know what they're interested in. Because I think that what happens with journalists is that they get a hundred pitches a day yeah, and eighty five of them have nothing to do with what they actually yeah. write about. Yeah, they do. 
because they people do. don't pay attention to that. So people we'd rather don't. take the time to like really make sure we know what they want and give them what they want rather than, you know, basically throwing something against a brick wall. Yeah. Well, that and also keeping it short and sweet. I think um, people don't realize how, like Jenny said, how many emails these media people are getting every day and how quickly they're working. They're on deadlines. They have lots to do. And so by keeping our communication with them brief to the point and, you know, just shooting them straight, I think gives us an edge on other companies that maybe doing a more old-fashioned, formal style of pitching that's lengthy and, you know, sort of um, stiff, I guess. Yeah, stiff. So. And, and so getting off PR um, for two seconds, what, other than working, what is your favorite thing to do? And the two of you can ask this question, answer this question, or what... What do you like to do outside working with your clients? Um, well, I'm a mom. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son and a new baby um, at home. So well, good on you. <laughs> so good my favorite thing you. to do is sort of really just turn, you know, turn off my work hat and just be, you know, just have fun with my kids yes. and be available. Um, I... Love to be outside. That's actually why I moved to Colorado three and a half years ago. So I yes. love to go running and I love to ski and I love to read a lot. I read a lot. So <laughs> all of those we things did. I used to love. <laughs> now it's just hanging out with your kids. Now it's just hanging out with your kids. And now I'm going to ask you a very picky question and you don't have to be biased by any means. Um, what is your favorite book? And it doesn't have to be business-related. It doesn't have to be um, PR-related. It doesn't have to be um, business-related. It doesn't have to be of the business structure. But what is your favorite book that you two would recommend to my listeners? And it doesn't have to be a kid's book. Okay. <laughs> Mine is definitely not a kid's book. Um, it is The Stand by Stephen King, and it's about a thousand pages, and I read it every couple of years. I even wrote my college essay about it. So um, it's a scary, you know, definitely not for kids, but it's a good read. So I have about five top favorite books, but I'm going to give you one of them. It's The Poisonwood Bible by Barbara Kingsolver. She's one of my favorite authors. She's also written things like The Bean Trees um, and Prodigal Summer and things along those lines. But The Poisonwood Bible is by far my favorite. But she also does write some nonfiction, and she has a couple of amazing essay collections, and um, she's just an incredible author. And that is... That being said, what has been your favorite client or your favorite experience you have got to do in this field? Hmm. Um, I would have to say mine would be Pachi's Pizza, which was my first big, my first client when I went out on my own. Um, and I actually um, was connected with them through my old company. And I'm fortunate enough to have wonderful relationships with my old boss and colleagues there um, since moving from Chicago. So 
they referred me to this pizza restaurant who had never had a publicist before, and I helped them open their three Denver locations. But then I also represented their um, 12 Bay Area locations and helped them open in Seattle and Santa Barbara as well. So it really turned into a little project into, you know, really a national scope um, client. And, um, you know, when we parted ways, it was because they got too big for for me. And that was like such, yeah. a, such a good feeling yeah, to they, have that they, they, like they needed someone in San Francisco to be like full time on they them. They ended on a good note. It totally. wasn't you guys ending on a bad note. Not at all. They outgrew me and that's a great thing to be able to help a company grow past the point of, you know, needing you. And yeah. so it felt really, it felt like a graduation, it felt really good. Yeah. That's a really hard question for me. I feel like I've worked on so many fun projects that have all had different things. I've worked with another author at one point who had a wine guide book, and I love wine, so <laughs> it was great. I worked with a tea company, a retail tea company, which was so fun. I just I love it when I really believe in the person that I'm working with or the product that I'm working with. It's really important to me, and that's like I will only take on things that I really believe in in what, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, one of my probably favorite projects was the last project that I did in Chicago, actually, before I moved to Denver. Um, and it was for the Chicago Academy for the Arts, which is an independent arts high school, and just kind of helping them become more well-known and just watching these kids who were high school kids oh, do this amazing... Bye. Art is yes. just incredible. That so. sounds um, that sounds amazing, and I believe there's a independent school in Atlanta that I want to go look at myself, and I want to go speak at. It's called. It was featured on CNN, but I can't remember the name of it, and. These independent schools are absolutely amazing. I, for those of you who do not know, I actually teach. And that's why I originally wrote I Win to teach people about cerebral palsy. And now, that being said, you said to me on the phone way back when that you have a unique way of doing things, and that's what caught my curiosity you make customized PR packages for um, people <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. what we do is we you know we work with a wide range of clients because we really take the time to get to know you and what you're about and what you're doing and then make sure that whatever we're doing for you fits in perfectly with your agenda. So, for example, March is National Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. So we'll want to make sure that, you know, when we start working together that we have something in mind for that month. So, you know, we just really try to take the time to make sure we know who we're working with and what we're working with so we can explore <laughs> all of the angles. And I have the advantage beyond advantages I actually live in one of the most sought-out resorts in the country. That's one advantage. And two, I'm coming in as a self-published author, but a six-time 
self-published author. Two of those books had, um, have been on international Amazon bestseller list. So I have the advantage of connections and connections and connections. I'm just using you guys as the Isodon gate. But for <laughs> those who don't have the advantages of the walking human interstory and a published author and a disability that people want to learn about and a podcast that people want to be on, um, what would you say to them? So I'm going to let Sarah take this because she specializes in one of her specialty areas is helping restaurants who've kind of been around for a while kind of come back to the forefront of people's. Yeah, it's all about keeping keeping our clients in the media, whether it's you know with big features or just small little reminders to people. You know, this is an example with regard to restaurants, but small reminders that this restaurant is still here and you should go. And so what we specialize in is talking to our clients and really listening and understanding what it is that they have got going on, what it is that they're doing, and then making sure that that we're finding those little niche pieces of information that maybe people don't know yet and finding the right media contacts to give that information to. So that's why we think, you know, personal contact and you know schmoozing is really an important part of what we do because it's in a lot of those casual encounters and conversations that we find out things about our clients that we maybe wouldn't know otherwise that become a really interesting angle or story. Become a really interesting angle or story and um, what would you say to people well I'll ask this question first and then I'll um, end it because I know you have time issues. And so what would what would be your greatest accomplishment? Um, well I think for me is starting proof PR. Um, I wanted to go out on my own for quite a while, but I didn't feel ready until about three years ago. And I really credit my old uh, boss John McCartney and my old company for really taking me under his wing and teaching me not just how to do my job but how to run the company and train people and all, just all the aspects of running the business that I didn't know before and so when I moved to Denver I felt really ready and prepared and it was you know exciting but not terribly scary because I um, I waited and was ready so I definitely feel like you know, becoming a business owner and starting my own company in a new city for me, because uh, it was right when we moved from Chicago to Denver, uh, was a big accomplishment. Completely new. Find own new city, uh, snow, but uh, at least you don't have the cold factor like you had in Chicago. That True. can get yes. my leg old and my leg old. Yes. And, and I do so, think getting one of my clients on a nationally syndicated talk show the day after I gave birth to my daughter was pretty big accomplishment. Oh my! <laughs> oh my. So she was like, "Why are you happen. emailing?" <laughs> but you know, why are you emailing? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that is that's the most greatest accomplishment ever that yeah. you moved from Chicago, but yet had a base of what you wanted to do. Yeah. 
Is it my turn? Yes. I feel yes. like I can't follow that up. <laughs> I think right now, right now, my greatest accomplishment, to be honest, has been able to now partner with Sarah and come into this business and be able to be my own boss and work together to learn a lot from Sarah <laughs> because she has a lot to give and teach, which is amazing, but also be my own boss. I've always wanted to do it. It's a really scary thing, I think, to go off on your own and not have that security that you have by being at another agency. Um, it's definitely a scary thing and it takes time to figure it out. And But it's just the most satisfying thing because I've known for a very long time that I always wanted to be able to decide who my clients were and how I wanted to work with them and when I wanted to work and where I wanted to be. So, Well, as I said, I'm very lucky that um, through my network I was able to meet you guys and I can't wait to put the icing on my publishing journey, the icing on the cake, starting in September, if not September of 2016, if not earlier. And so I appreciate you guys listening to another fabulous episode of Women, Wins Women of Wisdom, and I hope you guys reach out to Proof PR. They are on Twitter under Proof PR. Proof PR, and the website is www.proofpr.net. Dot net. So yeah. it's dot net, you guys, not dot com. I thought it was dot com, and they're always good on email excellent on email and it's jenny at proofpr.com dot, dot net dot net i see i knew i screwed it up dot net so it's proofpr.net and they're all over the place they're mm-hmm. good on twitter they're good they won't run away with you they actually want to communicate with you because of their business model and i appreciate you guys despite the technology issues, sticking it out and sticking with me and having a fabulous interview. Thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.